And now, live from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant, Deb Creer. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And I am absolutely delighted today because we're going to be expanding or maybe getting even deeper into this conversation because we're going to be talking about how women can work with other women to promote themselves and their businesses and also how women can use some great new tools out there and a great new organization to promote themselves and their businesses. So please join me in welcoming Judy Goss. Thank you, Deb. Happy to be here. Great. Well, you know, let me tell folks just a little bit about you, Judy. And you have a fabulous bio on your website that is at judygoss.com. And I'm just going to kind of give the highlights here, but I do encourage people to visit your website and to read more about you because you are extremely talented and experienced and very knowledgeable. Oh, thank you so much. So Judy is an experienced television personality and radio show host who has hosted her own shows interviewed A-list celebrities, appeared on countless TV shows as a news correspondent, a lifestyle expert, author, spokesperson, and women's advocate. And she is currently the host of What Women Want on LA Talk Radio with 30,000 listeners per month. And we'll definitely talk more about that. As a more magazine editor and better TV correspondent, Judy was chosen to interview celebrities such as former First Lady Laura Bush and other people including Nora Ephron, uh, stars like DMC and all sorts of people like that. Judy regularly appears on networks such as NBC, ABC and Fox News shows. As the author of Breaking into Modeling for Under $20, Judy achieved national press and acclaim for her book, which was touted as the go-to guide for anyone wanting to venture into the modeling industry. Here's why we're going to talk to Judy today, though. Judy also founded the nationally acclaimed organization Over 40 Females, which is a live and an online networking community designed to connect, encourage, and inspire women over the age of 40 all over the world. In the press, constantly because of Judy's background, over 40 females has become a force to be reckoned with in the women's networking industry. Judy is also a motivational speaker who has presented in front of audiences of thousands about triumphing through adversity, women's issues, and more. So, oh, holy cow, as I said, there's even more to Judy's bio, so <laughs> please check it out on, on judygoss.com. So again, Judy, welcome. Thank you so much. You should have heard what I was doing in my 20s. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, you're just one of those classic or maybe not classic, because I think it, it has actually become the norm for many women to be overachievers. And it's not really that we're trying to do that. It's just because of how we are. You know, we have so many things that we are doing, whether it's raising the family, having a career, getting an education, all of those things, and we're doing it all at the same time. 
That is for sure. It seems like every woman I talk to these days has this job and that job. And, oh, by the way, I do this on a, as a hobby or as a side venture or as my new company. So, yeah, it's interesting to see how many interests and hobbies and careers we can all have all at once, right, while raising kids and doing everything else. Right. You know, and, and it's funny because there used to be that whole concept of super mom. Mm-hmm. And and I, I actually remember the commercials, and this probably is before your time, where the woman could do it all and then fry up the bacon. You know, it was this, this funny commercial. But it was something that, you know, women really do do it all. And we struggle with that sometimes because, you know, what takes priority today? What takes priority tomorrow? And obviously families should, you know, should almost 99.9% take priority, but more than anything, I think what's important is for every woman to realize that she herself is who should take priority. And, you know, I've, I've seen some of the things that you have done, and, and you really encourage that, that the woman, you know, we, are, we, we do tend to put ourselves second. So how do you work with women? And I know you've talked with some absolutely fabulous women. I mean, you know, we talked about Laura Bush and, and other people like that. How have you found that women do achieve this work-life balance or – is it even a balance that can be achieved? Well, you know, it's funny. I was just on a panel for this in New York City about work-life mm-hmm. balance, and we were talking about, you know, is there really such a thing? I'm right. not sure if it really exists, the whole balance, but we really just try to, I guess, balance it as best we can. There's, you know, mm-hmm. definitely not a perfect uh, weighing in of one and the other. Sometimes you have way too much work and little family, and sometimes you have way too much family and, and little work. Right. Um, so, you know, you just try to really, like you said, you have to have your priorities, but priorities mm-hmm. change from one day to the next depending on what you're doing. So I think the key is to really being flexible and to pivot when you know you have to change something and to really just being open to, you know, whatever's happening. So if you're working, you know, you have to stay open if if you have a child that's sick or, you know, if you're on a family vacation and, and someone calls in with a huge interview on the Today Show, you know, you kind of have to work that to your best um you know, intention as well. So, mm-hmm. so I, I would think that, you know, there isn't, I, I don't think work-life balance exists, but you can right. definitely maintain it to a level where you can keep your sanity really. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the keys to keeping our sanity is to use that little word, no. I mean, you know, how many times do we think, well, ugh, we have to be the chair of this committee or we have to do that or we have to do this. Have you found that that really may be the biggest struggle that women have is is saying no? Definitely. I mean, we all, women, I think naturally want to help people and they're natural nurturers. And yes, absolutely, they don't want to say no. And I think the more successful you get also, the more you want to take on and prove to yourself and other people that you can do it. And I know for me, it's quite rewarding for a nonprofit or someone to ask for help. Um, And I know I have a problem asking other people for help. So when somebody comes to me, I have a definite, you know, um, weakness there for them because I know that Mm -hmm. they really need it and I really want to encourage them. But you're right. We do need to say no. We need to figure out, again, going back to the priorities, what is priority and what's not and what we can really take on without turning ourselves completely insane. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you're right. A big part of that is we do want to help, and that is just kind of ingrained in us. And 
it's you know sometimes people take advantage of that you know with the the little arm twisting oh, you know yeah. oh you're the perfect person for the job but saying no really isn't a bad thing and and sometimes it there's you know there's obviously ways to go about it to say you know I I really can't this year but come to me next year and and we'll see mm-hmm. or you know what I love to do is to suggest somebody else you know and, and it's not passing the buck it's you know offering someone else that might be you know it might be a great opportunity for them maybe you know it's it's something that they've wanted to do but didn't know how or maybe it's just making those connections for people sure yeah that's 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 a very smart way to do it um i think that especially if it's for me the nonprofits are what really you know tug at my heart and say oh right. you can't say no um mm-hmm. and i think that that's a great way to you know a great idea is to go out there and suggest someone else and and you know say look i'm i'm just my plate is full right now, but maybe you want to talk to this person about helping you out. That's that's a great idea. Right. You know, and, and that kind of leads naturally into talking about this organization that you started, which is Over 40 Females. So tell us what the inspiration was for the organization, and then let's talk about why women should join. Well, the inspiration was the women over 40 that I met when I was an editor at Moore Magazine. And Mm -hmm. I not only was an editor, but I was their national spokesperson for their fashion and beauty segments as well as their model search. And the Mm -hmm. model search wasn't just about looks or faces. It was about the women and their stories. And they had open calls all around the country, and they started flying me around to the open calls to do the TV interviews or whatever they had set up there. And I go down the line to the women waiting in line to apply to the search. And I remember once outside of uh, Boston, there was a mall there. They had 350 women waiting in line to, wow. to, yeah, to, to apply for the search. And, and that was when I realized, wow, you know, every woman over 40 has at least a story. And not only do they have their stories, they really want to be heard. So mm-hmm. I go back to my desk and I try to you know, take the most interesting stories and pass them on to other editors who were appropriate and try to hook people up and connect them. And, you know, 99.9% of the women obviously had to be turned down because there were only so many pages in the magazine. Right. So I thought to myself, hmm, how can we highlight women over 40, you know, all of them? It doesn't matter who they are, mom of six or CEO of a beauty company, you know, how can we get them all in there? to be heard and highlighted and I about after and I kind of always had this on my mind because I always felt so guilty you know people would call up and say did I make it did I make it you know mm-hmm. it's just awful to tell a woman oh right. no you're not good enough you know mm-hmm. so um, I was there almost two years and I got laid off it was the beginning of the recession and they gave me an incredible severance I was very very lucky in health insurance because I had traveled for them almost every weekend every other weekend since I'd been there and I had toddlers wow. uh, twin toddlers mm-hmm. at the time <laughs> so um so I took the severance and thought to myself what can I do to give back while I'm looking for another job and I started writing about these women that I had to turn down that were still connecting with me and and that I still spoke to and that morphed into um, a blog and then giving the women their links so they could use them to promote themselves no matter what it was about mm-hmm. and then somebody said why don't you open a Facebook page and this was gosh seven what was it seven years ago oh, <laughs> when Facebook was in its infancy actually I'm sorry no it was about five years ago 
2010. And mm-hmm. Facebook was still in its infancy, and I thought, and somebody right. said, "Open a group page." And I thought, some, and you only had a personal page then. You didn't have group pages mm-hmm. and fan pages and business page. You know, it wasn't all about that. It was just about mm-hmm. your page. And somebody said, "Why don't you open a group page for your for your group?" And I, what what is that? <laughs> you know. So, and then I saw when after I opened the group page, I had about 300 people after only three or four weeks. And that wasn't around, you know, you didn't go back adding people to your group back then either. You just, they organically happened. And I saw them conversing back and forth on the page and I thought, hmm, I wonder if we get all these women together in one room. Of course, it wasn't all of the women because, Mm -hmm. you know, they weren't all in New York City where I was at the time, but some of them at least to see what happens. And boy, that was incredible. April 2010 was the first event that I threw. And I always tell people I didn't actually mean to open a networking company (laughs) it just really organically happened Mm -hmm. and then I came up with the motto connect encourage and inspire because that's what I felt we could all do when we get together with each other is just really Mm -hmm. elevate each other up to a higher level personally and professionally Mm -hmm. well and I'm a member you know full full disclaimer here to to everyone I am a member and it's, you know, it's, it's one of those organizations and it, it comes back to what we were talking about at the start, you know, how many hours in the day do you have? And I, in many cases, have shied away from complete, you know, women focused organizations. I've been in some that have been fabulous and I have been in some that just turned into, you know, the, the nasty caddy club. And, but this group, when I went now, granted, it was a friend of mine who invited me and, and I trust her and, and she's you know very influential to me. And so when she said, hey, this is a great group, I thought, OK, I need to check this out. Oh, you have to thank then, her for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I joined because I saw that it wasn't the nasty caddy group. It really was this group of women who are there to help each other. And, and as you mentioned, it's both personally and professionally. And and I like that mix, you know, because the the, prof, the total professional groups, those are great. Those are, you know, I was a member in Colorado of the Colorado Women's Chamber of Commerce, and that, you know, obviously focused on business. And then you have the the personal groups, whether it's you know through your church or a book club or, or whatever. And what I like is that it's a combination of those things. And and so talk to us more about why you really see that it's it's working as this combination. Well, I think that's the key. First of all, when when I got all those women together, I thought to myself, okay, this isn't all about business, why they're here. They're really here to connect with like-minded women. Right. But on the same hand, like you said before, we all have one, two, three, you know, jobs these days, and we're into so much that we do need the business resources and connections as well. So I thought to myself, if, if we could keep going in that way and not make it all business, but not necessarily all social either, let's have a good, mm-hmm. healthy mix. And and really, I was one of the first people to really do this and to put my mm-hmm. footprint down in the networking world because uh, back then it was all about business. It was mm-hmm. women in business and, and, you know, different business industry organizations. And, and, you know, now these days, now everybody's looking to, you know, spiritually enhance themselves and connect right. with each mm-hmm. other and that type of thing. So I'm very proud of that fact that I kind of stayed my course there. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the reason it works, especially for women over 40, is because we have such a a knowing now about who we are and where we want to mm-hmm. go. And, and really, a lot of us are looking to give back now. Right. We're looking for ways to, you know teach the younger generations what we know 
And we're also looking to connect with each other on a higher level, not just mm-hmm. trading business cards and how can I help you in business. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, you know, it, it, we've as women, we've gotten away from the either or type of, of business uh, of connections. You know, it used to be that you had someone who was in your Rolodex because of a business connection or you knew somebody through personal reasons. And now we really are finding that we can combine those things. Right. And I'm sure that you agree that that has a lot to do with social media and, right. and the, how the world is these days. I mean, you're out there. You know, I tried having a personal page on Facebook mm-hmm. just recently, just just my personal page, my family, my friends, you know, and mm-hmm. I kept getting all of these other people friending me that I knew that right. I didn't want to offend if I if mm-hmm. I didn't friend them. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just doesn't work that way. You can't put it in boxes anymore. Right. It's funny, you know, we'll we'll talk more about the levels of uh, membership that you have, but I am part of the, the Speakers Bureau. And one of the the presentations that I give that I have given for um, your organization is on social media etiquette. And it's exactly that. There is no personal or professional anymore. It's it's all kind of this blend. Um, You know, people who tell me I only have my personal friends on Facebook. Well, you know, that's great. And obviously that's not wrong. You know, anybody can do whatever they want with it. But they're also in effect saying that, no one that they are connected with personally can refer business to them or do business with them. And so it does kind of become this mix. And I think that's just how things have evolved is there, there really aren't any longer this either or type of, of organizations, whether it's online or offline. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I think the people that do that probably don't mix business and pleasure. You know, mm-hmm. I think, and most of the people these days almost have to, because they right. want to stay relevant, they want to stay in the mix, they want they want their fingers in the pie, you know, mm-hmm. in case they get laid off or in case they mm-hmm. want to find another job. So, you know, I think either way, it, it doesn't matter, but you do have to decide that if you're going to stay out of it, you're really going to stay out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, right. have a, I have a friend who's a mom and she doesn't work and she's very happy just looking at everybody else on Facebook, never liking or commenting. Right. Um, and she's happy with that. She doesn't want to be in it. And, and, you know, she's that's her thing. And then, mm-hmm. you know, most of my other friends are, are completely in it and, and mixing everything with everything. So I guess it just depends on the type of personality that you have. Right. You know, and, and you know, there are obviously women who and, and men who join Facebook just to connect with people on a personal level. And and but it's it's fun to see kind of stand back and, and almost be that lurker and watch how some of these conversations and connections evolve Uh, you know you might reconnect with your old high school classmate and discover oh well wait a minute they're a good connection at you know x business that i've been trying to get into Mm -hmm. and and you know some things like that and and obviously there is linkedin linkedin is the the professional business networking site um that that's online and and that does tend to stay just for the most part, Ugh, I've gotten guys on there after me, just oh, like Facebook. I know. <laughs> I'm like, you know, really? you get the high, high, you're cute. So I'm like, I oh. mean, it's gotten to the point where mm-hmm. I'm really only accepting uh, female, right. you know, connections mm-hmm. on LinkedIn unless I look mm-hmm. in their profile and see that it has, mm-hmm. you know, something to do with my business. Right. You know, and, and it's funny because we, we call those people trolls. And, you know, they're they're like the little icky troll under the bridge. And, you know, I immediately report them, especially to LinkedIn, because LinkedIn wants people to stay on a professional level. And, you know, it's one thing to 
communicate with somebody on LinkedIn and develop that business relationship. And then maybe you do want to take it to a different level. But, you know, when when you first connect with somebody, sending them an email right away that says, hi, you're pretty. It's like, okay, ew. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You know, and and, but it, it is, you know, the whole online community has really changed how we are and, and how we interact with people and, and all of those various things. And the, the cool thing about over 40 females and, and, you know, for anybody who's listening right now or, you know, at your computer, make sure you go to over40females.com. And for the men who are listening, hello, you have women in your life. Make sure that you mm-hmm. send them to this. Um, but you do have an online portion of the, the, the organization and then also a meeting in person. So let's talk about, you know, what the organization is and, you know, how women can really become a part of it. Oh, well, thank you. Yes, we do have an online community. So basically we have different chapters in different areas and we have about 20 across the country. And if you're living in a place that has a chapter, you know, you can go to events and connect with women, other women in person. But if you're living in an area where you don't have a chapter close by, there's our online community, which is a whole separate chapter. And mm-hmm. we have, what we tried to do is we tried to bring, so, so basically what Over 40 Females is, is we have monthly events mm-hmm. and in all of these chapters across the country, at least once a month. And we imitated the live events and we brought it online. So we have the guest experts, we have the raffles, we have the member introductions, and, you know, we just really brought everything online so that online community can really experience the excitement and the connecting and encouraging and inspiring, you know, online. Um, And as for the other chapters, we have tiered memberships, which you, you're a member of the speakers board, that's the next level Mm -hmm. up. So we have the Connect Live membership, which is if you want to go to the events and not have to pay a fee. And then we have the speakers board memberships where you can speak at at least one time in your chapter. And if you would like to travel or go to neighboring chapters, there's a lot of opportunities for that too. I think we have about eight women now traveling the entire country Wow. Speaking at different chapters. We had one woman from Connecticut speak at, in Arizona um, mm-hmm. at the launch of Scottsdale. And, and we just had actually another one from Connecticut go out to L.A. She spoke um, recently. And they're just traveling the country, really branding themselves as experts. One woman, I think, hit 14 chapters. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, you know, but she brought her book and she sold it mm-hmm. afterwards. And, and she really got a lot of connections and clients that way and press. We also got mm-hmm. her on TV. She got a, her own segment on NBC Connecticut. And, you know, it's just it's just a way really to get out there and really have a platform to, mm-hmm. you know, expand your brand. And then we have business memberships and sponsorships that are over and above those memberships also. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, what I love is that when you join, as you said, you attend then the meetings for free. And, you know, typically they include some type of, of food and possibly a beverage and maybe an adult beverage. Who knows? <laughs> you know, it depends on, on the, the event. And but the, we and always the have a cash bar just in case. Right, right. You know, and, and so, you know, but if so, I joined here in Cobb County, which is the, the chapter here. There's several chapters in the Atlanta area. But the nice thing is then I can go to any other chapter for free because it's kind of this overarching membership. Yes, the speakers board, the uh, Connect Live membership, you pay a discount if you go to a neighboring okay. chapter. Okay. 
Well, and, you know, and then, of course, you have the online for the people who, you know, they, who may not be located in a place where there is a chapter. And I like that that version because, you know, you are very, you know, you're growing and you're expanding as, as you know, in a very good way. You're not just leaping out there and, and, you know, opening as many chapters as possible. But there are always people who are somewhere where they don't have a chapter. And so the online version really is a, a very cool way to, to be a part of over 40 females. Right. And again, if they're traveling on a business trip or, you know, going somewhere else that there is a chapter and they happen to be there when an event happens then they're already a member and they get to pay the discount fee also mm -hmm. to attend that event so it opens them up to several possibilities right and of course non-members are always open they just pay the full price exactly which is only twenty five dollars <laughs> i know you know and, and which is less than i think any of the other organizations that i belong to yeah i'm trying to keep the price down hopefully that will benefit us in the long run with volume you know, mm -hmm. I'm trying. I'm I'm hoping that women over 40 are going to catch on and really support us as far as joining in numbers. Because right. I, I I never wanted to charge a high price. Like I mm -hmm. know other organizations are a thousand dollars, some of them, to you know wow. join. And and I've mm -hmm. heard that the, those organizations really don't do much. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, and and we try to really uh, under promise and over deliver. So mm -hmm. I am trying to keep that price down, hoping that it will just you know catch on, and we're going to have women over forty, you know, around the world join. Right. You know, and, and clearly they can join from around the world because they can be part of that online community. Yeah. Well, we have members from Canada, England. I think one from the Philippines and wow. one from Lithuania or somewhere. So we're getting there. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and what I really like about it is that you as the organization are helping women. You know, you mentioned, you know, getting them on TV programs some things like that, which isn't always the case with a lot of organizations. So it is about this connect, contribute and collaborate type of, of process. Yes, well, I've always tried to use my background to promote the members, and mm -hmm. fortunately, knock on wood, <laughs> that's, mm -hmm. that's really been a constant in building this mm -hmm. company. We've always gotten press, and especially at the launches, we tend to get press, and, mm -hmm. and people get interviews through that, and you know, reporters show up, and that type of thing, bloggers, and, and I've just always tried to leverage all of my background and, and hand it over to the to the members of over 40 females because I, mm -hmm. I truly believe that if they're there to support me, then I'm going to do everything I can to support them. And the difference between us and other networking organizations is not just that we have that social factor, but also that we do have the PR background that I bring to mm -hmm. the table. Right. You know, and, and I'm looking at the, the website right now, and one of the things that has really piqued my interest that I'd love to know more about is the scholarship that you offer. Because that's a very unique type of, of thing. I've, I've not seen many other, and it's, it's not an insubstantial scholarship offer. So talk to us about that. Oh, that was uh, towards the beginning when we first started opening chapters. We had mm -hmm. a, a school come to us. I can't remember the name of the school anymore, but they were a, um, what's it called when you have the, the legal um, stenographer? Oh, in, yes. in a court, and they had a new system of doing stenography mm -hmm. where you hold something up to your mouth and you don't have to type anymore. Oh, wow. But it was, yeah, it was this whole training that went behind it, and it was just as mm -hmm. legitimate as stenography, and I, right. I believe the school for, for being a stenographer is about two years. <clears throat> Excuse mm -hmm. me. And this type of training 
I think was eight months or something. So they wow. wanted to get the word out there of their school that they were opening up mm-hmm. in New York City. And they said, you know, we could brainstorm different ways and how we could do this. And they said, we really want to offer women over the age of 40 this chance because we feel like a lot of you guys are looking for jobs and opportunities like this. And mm-hmm. I said, absolutely, you know, how can we do this? And, and they offered a scholarship for their entire, for one entire, not semester, but the entire education to, to become one of these uh, stenographers. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I can't think of the word. So we went out and we advertised for it and we got resumes and we weeded people out and did pre-interviews and all that. And we came up with 12 women that were going to be interviewed live at an event mm-hmm. while we were having the networking. So basically we got a back room and we set, mm-hmm. the, we set the company up to interview these women. And then they actually had to take, three or five of them had to take a written test. Wow. So but this was all going on. This is in the MetLife building. I'll never forget. So we had about 60 mm-hmm. women in the main room that were networking, and we had the guest speaker and, and, and the food and drinks and all that. And then in the back room, all of these women were taking their tests, and then they were going to be weeded out from the 12. They were going to be weeded down to three or five of them. And then mm-hmm. after they took the tests, whoever passed the test, they would they would decide who the winner was. And the winner turned out to be someone on welfare, and she had she was a single mom of six kids. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so it was really um, just such a triumphant night for everyone that we mm-hmm. could offer someone this opportunity. And she never said a word about, about her situation mm-hmm. at all. At one point, she was when they were about to announce the winner, she was sobbing in her sister's arms, but she even they even hid that. I mean, nobody oh. really noticed, you know. Uh-huh. So when they call, when we called her name, I mean, she could barely speak. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then she finished the courses about eight or ten months later, and mm-hmm. and went on to become one of these successful women and one of the only women who knew how to work that apparatus for the mm-hmm. new stenography. Right. So it was quite you know, rewarding. I- it was yeah, it was twenty five thousand uh, dollar value of the scholarship. Wow. You know, and, and, and that's so cool because, you know, it, it did. It totally changed that woman's life mm-hmm. and made such a huge difference to her. And But more importantly, everyone had a part in that, and, and I love that. Yeah, no, it was great. And it, it was just – it was a dual event. And then mm-hmm. it was like at the end they opened the back door and, and walked out the three finalists and said, okay, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to have a meeting and, and find out who the winner is and – yeah, it was so great because that whole night I thought to myself, wow, we're offering opportunities here for networking right. and then we're offering opportunities in the back for scholarships and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was, and then it was in the MetLife building where we were looking down over Rockefeller Center, but oh. watching the people skate and you know, it right. oh. like, it was a, like a, a fantasy land. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, that was one of our, probably the first year we were in, you know, had opened over 40 females. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I had chapters yet. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's, it is something that, that, you know, we have mentioned several times is that it's a great combination of personal and business. And I mm-hmm. think that's probably the, the key to why this is, is becoming such a successful organization. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I was just thinking, too, I have another uh, event coming up that is about women in business getting their master's. And mm-hmm. it's this event that's going to offer women 
from all across the country. It's free. And mm-hmm. they're getting some of the top admissions counselors of business schools come in so wow. you can meet them in person in one room. Mm-hmm. You know, nice. so this, these are the kind of opportunities that we look for, really unique mm-hmm. opportunities, like I said, professional but also social that we can mm-hmm. hand to the women that they ordinarily wouldn't get themselves. Like me getting someone on TV, they never would ordinarily be able right. to get that opportunity themselves. Getting mm-hmm. someone a $25,000 scholarship, she never would have, you know, gotten that if it mm-hmm. weren't for us. So I'm, I'm very proud of that. Right. You know, and, and it is all about women helping other women. And, you know, but it, it's also about women helping themselves and, and, you know, making those connections. Because we've talked about the fact that we tend to, to do and to give and, you know, and sometimes until we have nothing left for ourselves. And that's what I like about the programs, the monthly programs that you have, because it's a variety of different speakers. It looks like, um, you know, there's almost always a speaker at one of your events and they're talking about a, a, you know, some of the topics are very personal. Some of them are kind of a mix, and then some of them are, are very business oriented. You know, the, there's lots of uh, programs about financial planning for women, and you know, obviously social media and things like that. So it's it's a great mix of of topics. Yeah, absolutely. I've always always tried to combine that. You know, um, when we train chapter directors, especially, I tell them, you know, you need to have something different every month, and I want it to. Mm-hmm. You, I want you to combine business with, with social. So, well, mm-hmm. I remember one of our most famous events was financial facelift, and ah. we had a spa that sponsored our event, and mm-hmm. they went around giving free facials and and manicures to the women, uh-huh. and there was a financial advisor walking around giving financial tips and speaking about you know why it's important to save money for retirement and all that. Mm-hmm. at the same time. So it was beauty versus finance and, and it was mm-hmm. both at the same time. And, and the women felt like they really learned a lot because they were in a relaxed environment and their mind was a mm-hmm. little more open to receiving something as, you know, bitter as a <laughs> topic of finances. People just mm-hmm. don't tend to not want to talk about that or hear about it. Right. You know, and, and especially Married women, because a lot of times, and you know, I'll raise my hand, I'm guilty of this. My husband, for the most part, manages that. That's what he does for a living. Um, and so when I have to stop and think about it, it's like, oh, oh, you know, and, 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 but if I were in, say, a standard business meeting with men and women, I might be very hesitant to put up my hand and ask a question, but in an, you know when I'm in a, an organization where it's only women who probably have a lot of the same questions and issues, it's much easier to ask those questions. Right. Well, I think that's you know the part of the reason why we call it you know a safe haven for women mm-hmm. because they do feel safe you know getting together and and talking about things we wouldn't ordinarily talk about. I mean. Even on my radio show, um, What Women Want, I started talking about health at one point. Mm -hmm. And I think the name of the show was, you know, things that you don't want to talk about. (laughs) And I brought on two or three doctors, and and we all talked about the things. And and my co-host was cracking up. She's like, I've never heard you talk like that. And I said, well, you know, it's, it's about time that women face, you know, these problems and issues that they're having. With, mm-hmm. with, you know, getting older. I mean, incontinence and menopause and all these things right. that, that, that they don't want to talk about. Let's just bring it out into the open. And, and, and mm-hmm. I want them to have the information they may be too shy to receive in person at events. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes talking on the radio, as you know, is a lot easier than if you're in person yeah. or on TV. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny because you see the same thing with social media. People think, oh, there's that nice little shield there. And so <laughs> yeah. I can say whatever I want. But... 
you know, it, it is, it, it's very interesting. And I want to talk more about your radio program because that sounds so cool. So tell us a little bit more about it and, you know, talk about some of the guests you've had and, and what you have learned from some of those programs. Oh, my gosh. You know, What Women Want, it airs on L.A. Talk Radio. And I originally started this program as a benefit for over 40 females members so we could mention women on air and, you know, obviously plug the company and you know, get speakers board members, you know, on and, and have mm-hmm. another platform for women to be heard because I thought to myself, this TV isn't coming in fast enough for, for my members. Right. You know, I get mm-hmm. it all the time because, yes, I'm on TV regularly, but, you know, it's a little more difficult to get other people uh, exposure and PR. So I thought, let's have our own PR and, and put people on the show. And it was probably about eight months later. We were we were chugging along at like about 4,000, 5,000, 6,000, mm-hmm. getting about 1,000 new listeners a month. And I think in February we got put on iTunes, and all of a sudden we were at 6,000, and it went up to 12,000. Wow. And I said, I emailed into the radio show. I'm like, what What happened there? Was it, is, is that right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> and they mm-hmm. said, well, you got put on iTunes. So that, you know, I guess when that happens, you get put on the front page or something. And he said, don't get your hopes up because, you know, when you get put on the front, I guess this is March of mm-hmm. this year. They said, he said, don't get your hopes up because when you get put on the front page, you get a spike. I thought, oh, well, great. You know, a spike mm-hmm. is a spike. I'll be grateful for yeah. it. And the uh-huh. next month it went up to almost 30,000. And I thought to myself, and I hadn't even really marketed it or, or plugged mm-hmm. it anywhere. Social media, I mentioned it in newsletters, over 40 females newsletters, but I hadn't even really done anything with it yet. And I thought, okay, so <laughs> now that I have a, a following, a solid following, I really need to, you know, do something with the show. Obviously, it's become an outlet where, you know, women, first of all, are liking the content but also where I can get women out there and be heard. And that was mm-hmm. my original intention of opening up over 40 females. So it's a nice full circle. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, it's, you've, you've had some fabulous guests. And I won't ask you to pick your favorite because, you know, <laughs> the, it's, it's one of those. But, but I'm sure you've had some that were very inspirational and, you know, those that you would just absolutely love to have on again. So, you know, what, what things did you learn from some of these women? Well, from as far as doing the shows, I, I realized I was naturally producing the shows as I as I do the over forty females events. So basically, I was a chapter director for New York City for about three years before huh. I handed the torch over to someone else to continue it. And I noticed I was combining the business with the social. You know, so um, on the radio show, we don't just talk about we talk about the serious subjects, but we also make it warm and friendly so that right. women will be receptive to it. And that, that pro- maybe is why the show is doing so well. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, what I've learned from the women, everything from, you know, business building to tarot card reading to um, health and um, spirituality. And, you know, it really has maintained the magic of the over 40 females trait. Of really, of really going out there and learning about everything. Um, mm-hmm. I had I had people tell me when I was first opening over forty females, well, you can't be everything to everyone. You got to remember that in business, you can't be everything to everyone. And it was like they were almost not seeing that we aren't just everyone. 
right. we're women mm-hmm. over 40, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? So um, I really think I've captured the reality of people not just wanting news or not just mm-hmm. wanting opinion or not just wanting, mm-hmm. you know, business networking or social networking. I've, I've just really captured that, like you said, combining business with personal and social media and everyday life is what it's all about mm-hmm. these days. So that's what I'm trying to do with what women want. And what I've learned from the women is that, you know, when you bring someone on the show, you never know what you're going to learn next. And that's really the magic of the show. And I, I try to imitate, you know, radio show hosts that really bring out something that people don't expect. Mm-hmm. Like we had a show recently, <clears throat> excuse me, from the founder of Women for One. She's got millions of followers in over 60 countries. And she opened this blog where women can go in and tell their stories. And she's got mm-hmm. women from the Middle East talking about, you know, their husbands throwing, you know, um, hot food in their face and burning them, you know, mm-hmm. abuse like that to rape and incest. And and I know she had a story of her own about incest. And I didn't know she wanted to talk about it on the air. But I kept mm-hmm. kind of prodding her and, and opening her up so that women listening can really learn from women right. like her. Mm-hmm. Learn and be inspired. And and I love that that you do that combination of things and and that you talk to the celebrities because, you know, then many cases we find out, oh, golly, they're just like us. You know, they they do have problems and and they do have things that they have overcome. And, you know, and, and I think so many times we put a celebrity on a pedestal. And then when we find out that they, you know, have flaws, we're like, oh, you know, and and but then it also makes them human to us. And and I love that they're able to open up to you and, and really be themselves. Well, exactly. And and that's what, um, you know, I'm, I'm bringing on actually a couple of celebrities in the next couple of months. I have Carrie Lee Mayland, who is a Emmy Award winning anchor up in NBC in Hartford, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I'm going to bring her on to the show is to tell about her life and, and balancing work and, and, and her family life, she's got a, you know, three-year-old or four-year-old, mm-hmm. and, and what their story is. You know, I, I have one of the co-founders of Guilt, Alexandra Wilkes-Wilson, coming on. Mm-hmm. And again, I just want her to talk about, yeah, how she built a billion-dollar business in a, a few years, of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, right. and, and business and all that. But I want to also get, get into, you know, how she balances all this with family life and, and everything else she's got going on. Um, she's been married for years and has kids and, and, you know, I really want to get into what exactly you said is they do, they are real people and they do mm-hmm. have real problems and real issues. And I'm sure that we can learn from them. Right. You know, and, and, and it does help to know that, you know, people that we, you know, we see on television or, you know, all those various things, you know, that they are human and that there, there are things that they aren't perfect about. And what I like, though, is, is actually learning from them and saying, oh, this is how they do that. And, you know, there are things that I'm going to ignore. You know, the, the people that say, well, I only get four hours of sleep a night. No, sorry, that's <laughs> not going to work for me. But they do all have tips and, and things that they can share. Absolutely. And and one baseline for me, one one of the foundations of what women want for me is how they combine their spiritual life with business. Mm-hmm. I right. love that combination because I feel like, you know, we need some of both. Mm-hmm. And and I've just been learning it in the past few years. And I feel like mm-hmm. it's just so important. Mm-hmm. 
You know, and, and it is something that, as you mentioned, it's it's a safe place for women to talk about all this. And, and right. you know, we, we couldn't talk about something like this in a typical business meeting or, you know, we you're not going to hear it on other radio programs that are also appealing to men because men are going to go, ah, that's fluff, that's kumbaya, that's, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, and the funny thing is, it's just as important to them to hear it, too. Well, exactly. And, you know, it's it's. The men, I always said when I was building over 40 females, the men network on the golf course (laughs) and the women get together and cry in each other's arms and and have a glass of wine and talk about it. So, you know, it's just a different way of doing things. Now, I have had a couple of men on my show and they've Mm -hmm. just been fascinating in the way they handle the female guests. They've been very gracious and very respectful. Oh. I had mm-hmm. um, a pastor on from Indiana, Pastor Bill mm-hmm. Jenkins, with a numerologist from oh. New Zealand, actually. Mm-hmm. And her name is Michelle. I can't remember her last name at the moment. You know, and, and they talked about, he, he wrote a book, 15, on what, 20, the, what the year 2015 means to us. And mm-hmm. I asked her what 15 means to her, you know, in numerology. Right. And, uh-huh. and he was just so respectful. And this is religious versus spiritual type of, yes. you know, this is really mm-hmm. like the, I felt like maybe I was putting two bulls in the ring. Um, I wasn't uh-huh. sure, especially with a man right. and a woman, you know, mm-hmm. but, I, mm-hmm. but I love throwing people like that together and, and seeing how the cards play out. And they mm-hmm. ended up in the end really agreeing with each other on each other's philosophy. And it, to me, that mm-hmm. was just fascinating. And it's almost like the world is coming together as one, how all of the, you know, spiritual people are really predicting and, and seeing mm-hmm. the world themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it really does, I think, tie into the fact that men are recognizing that, that women can play an important role and that there are these different viewpoints, whether it's spiritual, whether it's religious, whether it's, you know, somebody who, who doesn't have those views. And, and, you know, it's funny, I see all sorts of things, of course, on, on Facebook with all of this. And, Mm -hmm. and, when we have those respectful discussions, it's so fabulous, um, you know, and, and and to me, that's one of the negatives about Facebook is in particular in Facebook, because people feel that they can that 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 computer monitor shades and, and shields them and they can be rude and they can be disrespectful, you know, and and it's it's not, you know, it it is one of those places where we still need to keep in mind we have to, to be nice. We have to play nice in that sandbox. Do you really feel like people, because they're writing and and they don't have to see people face to face, that they have that much brevity? I think that they, you know, in in many cases they do. And obviously it depends sometimes on on where they're commenting and posting. You know, if they're on their personal page or if they're commenting on someone else's personal page, Mm -hmm. I think they do tend to have a little bit different level of respect, maybe a higher level of respect. Some of the worst things that I have seen are when, say, it's a, a news story. So maybe it's, you know, an article from Huffington Post or Wall Street Journal or, you know, one of the, the television programs. And people will say some of the absolute most horrible things in the comments. And, you know, and, and then it's kind of interesting sometimes to sit back and watch and see if the, the online community kind of takes them to task and says, you know, hey, you know, don't don't behave like that. But I think do people do think that they're protected and that they can say whatever they want without ramifications. And and I always tell people, oh, there's always ramifications. You know, it might not bite you now, but it might bite you later. Oh gosh, um, I because, see that's a totally opposite. Yeah. I see it ah. as putting my words down in black and white and anybody can throw it back at me at any time. 
I love that. I love that. You know, but but I also, you know, and, and just you know, we, we have briefly met, but obviously I'm getting to know you much more here. I can tell that you're always going to be respectful to somebody. Um, you know, and, and you know and you're always going to have posts that are respectful online. You're not going to say some of the things that, that some people that maybe I'm just not connected to the right people. Maybe that's the thing. <laughs> no, I think um, you're out there a lot more than you know, that's your that's your job, that's right. your career. So you're you're seeing a lot more than I am. But I know what you're talking about when people give mm-hmm. their opinions and they're and they're very harsh and brash. Mm-hmm. I, I just, yeah, for me, I think that somebody could copy and paste that or, or take a snip of it and, mm-hmm. and, and post it somewhere else and say, look what Judy Goss is saying, you know. Right. So I mm-hmm. guess it does make people a little more brave. And me, it makes me more meek. <laughs> it, it definitely makes me more cautious yes. because, you know, you, you never know. And, and this is one of the things I tell people when I present and, and when I train people is we don't know what was going on when somebody posted that. You know, Twitter is a big example where you can have this whole big, long thread of conversation that's going on, and it's very easy to get one tweet and take it completely out of context, um, you know, and, and without realizing, oh, well, they were they were responding to a comment or whatever. And, you know, and, and the same thing on Facebook. We don't always know what was going on. And and it's funny, I've I've talked with people about the fact that, we have no body language in essence when we're online. You know, we can, when we're talking with someone in person, we can pick up on the fact that they're laughing, that they're being sarcastic, that, you know, all of those various things. And even if somebody does the LOL or, you know, all those things on, on social media, we don't always get that body language context to know really, you know, are they just being a devil's advocate? Are they serious about this? You know, all of those various Mm -hmm. things. Yeah, that's true. Body language really does tell a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think and, and that's, you know, that's universal. It's it's men and women, um, you know, and, and it's it's interesting then to study the, the differences in body language and culture. But, you know, that that's a totally different topic. That's <laughs> another show. Um, right. But, you know, let's let's come back to over 40 females and why it's a safe online community. Um, talk to us more about really, you know, you you nurture that. And, and so what are the, the benefits to someone in, in joining? Well, I think it's safe in the way that it's just women, first of mm-hmm. all. Um, and I feel like women be- become more open in themselves when it is a place of like-minded people. Mm-hmm. So I've had women break down in, at events, you mm-hmm. know, and, and really be able to express their true selves about whatever they're going through, whether it's divorce or career change or frustrations with the kids and, and that type of thing. And I've really seen them come out of their shell when it is mm-hmm. in this environment. So we try to bring that also online. Your, the membership, no matter what tier membership, you have to apply. And, mm-hmm. and we Google you and make sure that, you know, I mean, obviously we can't, we can only do so much, but we do try right. to make mm-hmm. sure and we try to monitor everyone that's, you know, a member and try to make mm-hmm. sure that it's really an exclusive group of women who are only there to do good. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'll just give you your money right back if I, if I know that you're, you know, bringing the, the group down or, or saying negative things because that's not what we're all about. So mm-hmm. that's the way we try to create a safe haven is to really monitor and, and be on top of, of, you know, what's going on and, and who's joining our group. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and I hadn't realized that that you did that with everyone. Because everyone. When I joined, I joined at the speakers board, which you did. You know, I, I did have to apply to and and kind of go through a little process with that. Oh, that's that's yeah, especially the speakers board, right? <laughs> because you know, we're and, starting to get some really, you know, amazing people like you on mm-hmm. the speakers board, and I want to make sure it stays an elite group. You know, right. I want to make sure that it's you know, at first for the first couple of years, we whoever wanted to join the speakers board mm-hmm. was able to, and and that. I found that people without any experience, you know, were were getting up and speaking at events and, Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't fair to the people attending. So I thought, okay, let's let's make sure they have at least some experience, um, you know, before they join the speakers board. And then as Mm -hmm. we were getting better and better people joining the board, I wanted to make it a, a more of an elite type of membership. Well, and as you mentioned, you know, it's it's uh, the the people can go in and speak to other chapters and and things like that, yeah. which is is very cool. I just haven't explored that option yet because I'm a new member. I just joined several months ago, <laughs> and so I'm still kind of exploring everything. But you know, I want to come back to the folks that if there's not a chapter in their area, obviously they can join online. But what do they do if maybe they want to start a chapter? Oh, just email me. <laughs> we're looking to start chapters everywhere around the country. And fortunately, we're getting more emails now. Instead of reaching out and finding people, we're getting more emails of inquiries now. But, yeah, if you want to become a chapter director, info at over40females.com. And we'll talk about, you know, where you live and what, what, you, what type of area you want to open up in and, and go from there. Great. You know, and, and obviously it is, you know, we want to come back to the fact that you can be a member wherever you are because you can be a part of that online community. Yes, absolutely. The online community will just lead to bigger and better things. So the online community really lets you have access to, you know, everyone in the community. And, and like I said, we imitate the online monthly events and mm-hmm. we bring them online, which you'll have to do um, – a social media event online as well because we have, Ooh, I'd love um, to. yeah, that's one of our most popular topics. I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you. The women over 40 really need that information and, and really right. basic information. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it is something that is continually changing, which is, is always fun, but, <laughs> and people don't always grasp things. You know, someone, I saw this on Facebook uh, just the other day where someone had liked a couple of posts from some organizations that might have been a little controversial and people commented on that and she was very taken aback. She never realized that when she liked those, it went out into her newsfeed. And so then she said, well, how do I turn that off? And we said, Ooh, you don't, um, you know, it is just one of those things that you have to watch because you know, there's some fabulous content out there. There's some content that's a little questionable. There's content. I mean, there's stuff that I see that I laugh at, that I love, mm-hmm. you know, that I would love to share, but maybe because of where it's come from, you know, all those various things I, I look at. And I think it's, you know, that's one of the things people don't always understand is we're pretty transparent when we're on there and it's it's hard to hide stuff. Mm. And I was on a panel about this also, branding yourself. <laughs> that's right. all, you know, again, that's a whole nother show, but you have mm-hmm. to be careful of what you do post and what you how you are representing yourself, whether it's business mm-hmm. or personal. Right. You know, and, and maybe it is just that you clicked like a couple of times on some posts, but then people start associating that with you. You know, I've I've had guests on before where they talk about the fact that, you know, we look at, 
you know, when, when we're looking back at somebody, we look at, well, what did they like? You know, and, and maybe we're researching them as a potential employee, as a potential, you know, business partner. And mm. anymore, people do a great deal of online research. I mean, you mentioned the fact that you Google somebody before you even let them be a member. Um, because you want to check them out. And so what will people find when they do that? Yeah, we found some interesting things about <laughs> past chapter right. director applications that we thought, oh, my gosh, you know, mm-hmm. like ar- yeah. arrests and, you know, all oh, kinds yeah. of things. Mm-hmm. And when I t- uh, asked them about it, well, that was in the past. Well, but it still shows up. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. I'm like, and, and you know, honestly, with, with as much TV and PR as I do, I can't risk, you know, someone no. with that type of background. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's funny. One of the stories that I tell in in my uh, job training seminars is to always Google yourself and, you know, see what's out there, especially if you're looking for a job. And and I saw someone's cover letter one time that said, when you Google me and I know that you will, please know that I'm not the murderer. (laughs) Because he had the same name as, unfortunately, a murderer. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, Judy, we've got just about a minute left. So first, tell people how they find um, your information and connect with you and and Over 40 Females online. Okay. Well, you can go to over40females.com. That's over40females with an S.com. And go in there and click around either. And you can email me through the contact form or through info at over40females.com. And if you want to pitch a topic for the radio show, you can email uh, what women want at LA Talk Radio, and the email is what women want show at gmail.com. Perfect, perfect. And obviously, we want people to go in and listen to the archives so they can find those archives on iTunes. Yes, on iTunes, Stitcher, and also on latalkradio.com if you click into what women want. Perfect, perfect. Well, Judy, this has been absolutely wonderful. It's hard to believe we have used up our hour. Already. I know, it flew by so fast. I- no, I know. And um, which all that means is that we have to have you on again. I love it. I would love to. Thank you. Great. Well, thank you again for being such a fabulous guest. Oh, thank you, Deb. Perfect. And to everyone out there, if you haven't connected with me, it's pretty easy. It's just debcreer.com, D-E-B-K-R-I-E-R.com. And to everyone, have a great day. Thanks for listening to Deb Career, your social media friend. Tune in next time to listen to more great tips, techniques, and trends for using social media. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.